The Big Shiny Robot Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery. This is Tyson. This is John. This is Rebecca. This is Nick. This is still Tom. This is Lucas. And you're listening to the Big Shiny Robot Podcast. It's recording. Are we recording? Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Fuck <Yeah>. you, Rebecca. <laughs> um. Oh, okay. So, CEO. CEO. Yeah, I went to a fighting game tournament in Florida. 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 In Daytona. Did you run into Florida man? I. I mean, like, <laughs> I think Daytona might be the most racist city in America. That shit was wild. Really? Like right next to the venue, there was this like T-shirt shop, and it was basically just selling like angry Confederate flag shirts. Like, Sounds about right for Daytona. Shit was wild. I didn't even. I'm like, I just thought it was like a chill beach town, but it was really like a beach town full of like homeless people, drug addicts, and racists. That's. I mean, I would expect nothing less from Florida. Yeah. That being said, CEO was fucking awesome. So like, big fighting game tournament. Um, it's considered what's called a major. It's basically if you're thinking about fighting games and playing in the U.S. U.S. There is Evo, which is the biggest, and mm-hmm. then there's Combo Breaker and CEO are the next two. Um, the guy that runs it, Jabali, is a huge wrestling fan, and he's buddies with like a lot of the Japanese wrestling league folks, like uh, Kenny Omega, um, and so like they do like a wrestling themed themed thing. Yeah, that's how I say words. Um, so like grand finals night, um, giant wrestling ring in the middle, and all the players are coming down with like wrestling style intros. <laughs> it was super fun. That's rad. And what was even more hilarious is like the guy that won it is like the most Japanese motherfucker because they put on I Want It All by Queen, right? And that song is lit. It's so good. Yeah. And he just walks out from behind the curtain and just like quietly waves at people as he walks down to the ring and sits down <laughs> to play his game. Like absolutely no bravado, no showmanship. Just like, I, I don't think he even picked the song. What right. was your music? <laughs> I wasn't in top eight. Oh, oh, you just have to be tough. Yeah, the top eight got that. So I, I would did have not. done uh, Princes of the Universe. Oh, Queen, my the, God. The old Highlander TV show. Yeah, yeah. Song. Come out in spandex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what place did no. you take? 129th. Out of? 500 something. Remember, I always like to know these stats. Right, right. You need the stats. I, oh, I, I checked stats. the stats. So, right. no, I did actually did really well. Um, I feel like Tyson has, like, he makes like a. Uh, baseball card for you every year <laughs> it's got all your stats on the he's just got this book of tom cards yeah. discreetly gotta... snaps a picture once a year and creates updates the stats he's, he's, he's hoping that like, 2009 i need you tom... to email me those stats please <laughs> he's hoping the 2009 to... tom rookie card is worth millions <laughs> in a few years like, yeah he's That's gonna break so... he's I'm gonna so... hit his tipping point <laughs> i'm so invested in your street fighter career because it's like i got this rookie card i gotta make it worth something it's like uh the person you play with, your character, Ibuki. Uh, your record. Yep. Uh, highest combo. Oh yeah. What what else do we do we I, throw on there? I mean, maybe like max damage. Yeah. Oh, number of perfects in the season. There we go. How many perfects I got? Yeah, it was it was a really good tournament. Um, from a personal standpoint, I feel like I'm showing a lot of progress. So my first match, I completely bodied the kid, destroyed him. Uh, my second match, I played Snake Eyes, who is sponsored by Red Bull, and I took a round off of him. Nice. And made him upset, and he dropped his gum. So that Ooh, was pretty dope. Nice. <laughs> um, and then he killed me. Um, and then, yeah, so I went up. <laughs> Can we back up a yeah, second? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drops his gum. Yeah, so. Like, he's super angry, and he pulls it out of his mouth and slaps <laughs> it on the table no, to no, get no. his gum. Like, no, this was... chewing is distracting me. I need <laughs> no, to. No, so he was playing. He chews gum when he plays, and he actually always does, but he was playing very disrespectfully against me. Like, not really disrespectfully, but like doing a lot of block strings where 
it's his turn constantly and I should just have to block. And I knew he was going to do that because he doesn't know who I am. So he would just assume that I would panic. And so there are moves in Street Fighter that are invincible, which means you can do them and it will stop what they're doing. And so I was doing those because I'm like, no, fuck you. Like, I'm not going to sit here and hold this shit. And the second time I did it and it hit again because I knew what he was doing, like his mouth kind of opened and his gum fell out and he like panicked. And also I got a, so I had like one hit left in life and he had like 80% health and I ran it back, stunned him and killed him. And that felt really good. So, so there's like fun. things that you shouldn't do in a Street Fighter match. Yeah. I feel like that's like goes against Street Fighter. It's so there are things you shouldn't do unless you know what the other player is going to do, if that makes sense, because it's like chess, right? So there's like optimal strategy to be safe and play strong. But then if you know somebody is doing something and they're very rhythmic, you do the things you're not supposed to do because they will break certain scenarios, basically. So because like, for example, if he had known I was going to do that invincible reversal, he would have taken like 50 percent of my health because that's what the risk reward system is. I would have DP'd, he would have blocked and then he would have fucked me up. So the thing that you said was that the blockchain stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That he was doing it and then like not allowing you to have your turn. Right. That's weird. Like, who cares if you get your turn or not? I mean, that's how the game's played. So because there's there's situations in Street Fighter where it really is about turns. So there's certain moves that are plus on block, which means the person doing them is at advantage. And so they can keep pushing buttons. Right. And then there's moves that are negative on block, which means they shouldn't be able to push a button. I should be able to challenge them and take my turn. Right. If that makes sense. So it's not. So when I say turns, I mean, like, they do a thing that hands over. I'm thinking, like revolutionary war like let's both line up and fire a gun <laughs> you know like what kind of if but... i knew how to play i would trap you in the corner so that, i would yeah, get so, you and, super frustrated and not let you exactly, do anything and that's a strategy but sweep 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 <laughs> right see but that's the thing is if you sweep 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 is minus 15 go ahead and sweep me all day i will destroy your ass because well, you were opening yourself up to me well right and you would know like what to do to counter that but yeah so, yeah so here's like kind of my analogy is that um so and you guys remember back in, uh, like, remember when poker was, like, huge? Like, mm-hmm. World Series of Poker. I'm yeah. sure it's still huge it still in like, some yeah, circles. Yeah. But the the people, like, the, the guys who show up with their fucking uh, headphones in and the sunglasses and their hood up because they think they're hot shit at a card game. Yeah. And then they get mad when someone wins the pot because they stayed in on, like, a 2-3. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, so, that's not how you're supposed to play. And so, it's like, well, fuck you. They did something in one. Wild card, bitches. So, like, I feel like if I went into a tournament, which I would never do because I have no business being there, but if I went in there and just, like, did my thing where I'm just, you know, casually playing and beat one of these guys, they'd probably be mad, like, that's not how you're supposed to play. But See, I but, won. But that's, that, that's, that's not what I'm saying. So, but I won is important, right? Because winning is all that matters. Right. But the fact, what I'm saying is he didn't expect me to be willing to do those things because oh, okay. he's a pro. So he thought I would respect him enough to be afraid to do that shit. And I'm like, because most people are like, when you play against somebody who's known like that, that you know is that good, if you're not confident in yourself to do that shit, you just get dunked because you should do that shit sometimes and you don't. I was going to say, like, so, you should throw yeah. everything against the wall that you know. Ex- like Exactly. And, yeah. And so, but most people don't because they play afraid. So I, that's why I was excited because I wasn't afraid. I was like, no, I know, I know what he's okay, going to do. Okay, I get what you're saying. And I am yeah. going to fucking no, deal with this. No, so but that's, that's rad though, dude, that you so. held your own. So I will say this. I don't know jack shit about your Street Fighter skills and... I enjoy talking to you about it, sure. but then sometimes you get into the weeds about like your uh, yeah, yeah. frame rates and all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure I just get glossy eyed. Well, I, I try to and I try to like simplify it down. No, and you but, do. But my point is, yeah. is like I like I want to give you a compliment that I feel like you've improved. But I, the only thing I have about that is anecdotal to like what you talk about, because I remember sure. like 
I don't know, what was it, like three or four years ago, you would talk about these tournaments that you go to and like you wouldn't say much about it. You would right. say, oh, like I made it through the preliminaries or something and then I just got bodied by this guy yep. and then that was it, right? Yeah. Now, like when you talk about it, you're, you sound more excited and sure. you talk about your matches a little bit more and you talk about that, hey, I didn't beat this guy, but I, I took a round off of a sponsored player, which is a right. big deal, for right? For me, it is, yeah. Well, and no, I, I think for anybody who's not a sponsored player, that's sure. a big deal, right? So I, I think, I mean, I'm, I think it's cool that you do this stuff. And I do think you're getting better just by like the way you talk about it. Because I think if you weren't progressing, I think for one, you'd probably stop going to these things because it's not like it's cheap to go to these. Okay. And two, like, I just don't think you would talk about it as much as you do now compared sure. to three years ago. Yeah, it's definitely something I talk about a lot. So, but the moral, and, even, and thank you for the compliment, the moral of it is, is, like, I did better at CEO than I've ever done at the tournament. And, like, honestly, the match against that pro isn't my favorite match because, like, that was kind of a predetermined conclusion. Right. But the match after that, I played a kid who was really good, and he beat me in the first round, and he could do some really heavy execution stuff, and I was able to adapt and crush him. Yeah. And that's my proudest match because... I, I, I was able to adjust what I was doing and beat him. Um, and yeah, I was one, I think, two rounds away from actually getting into the top 96, which would have been kind of cool. Um, and then it's really fun. No, Florida's no cool. I think that's rad as hell. Florida's Florida drank... not cool. Florida's dumb as hell. Yeah, it is. But the but CEO is cool. And the Airbnb we had was super <laughs> The Airbnb we had was super dope. It was nice. like a beach house. We could walk down to a private or a public beach anytime we wanted. Had nice beds. It was comfy. It's admirable that you keep doing this. I yeah. I agree with you. Like it's, yeah. it feels great when you are the best amongst your friends. Yeah, you know, and then you play someone else and they just destroy right. you and it fucks your whole world. Yeah, I've started playing <laughs> FIFA online again. Oh and no, I rage quit all the time. That's why like, I'm so scared to play Fortnite. Oh, I get so <laughs> upset. And I, it just makes me not want to play. Like I won't touch the game for five days after. And mm -hmm. the fact that you a Pay money and buy into these tournaments. Continually show up, and not only that, he's got to travel to them. Yeah, like, like that's commitment. Well, whereas then, like not only that, the practice. Like I get so annoyed playing fighting games, and I get beat a couple rounds in the row. Yeah, like, I need to go scream in a pillow and yeah. probably not play for a while. Like, yeah. It took me a long time to find inner peace. Yeah, totally. It's admirable. Man. <laughs> well, no, but it's just like it's like anything, right? Like if you want to be good at something, you practice. Right. And so you put in the the work, you practice, whether you're playing like some of your other friends that are like on the circuit too, or your online matches or whatever, or you're even just like where you stare at your computer screen looking up like the frame rates and shit mm -hmm. for certain mm -hmm. things. Like, it, so I think that's cool. Like you've dedicated time and you've like gotten better. And I think that's admirable for anybody doing anything so oh, thank you yeah, i'm pretty rad i'm excited evo this is kind of like street fighter months for me so gaming con was this weekend yep. um i took fifth at gaming con which was rad how many i need to know the stats uh, out of how many there was just about 50 people that entered uh -huh. um and <laughs> <laughs> i went four and two uh so i won four lost two and you commentated i commentated on stream that was super fun i don't i've got to go find the archive and see how i did i think my buddy Nate Casper commentated my matches because they were just kind of letting people sit down, which I think is probably just going to be him like, fuck Tom, fuck Tom, fuck Tom. <laughs> but um, so yeah, that was really cool. Gaming Con was dope as hell. And then Evo's in three weeks. So like I'll be in Vegas playing in three weeks. And then I think, I don't know how I'll feel after Evo. I might take a little bit of a mental break because I feel like I've been living in Street Fighter land like pretty much consistently for six months. Like that's 
if I'm not at work, I'm pretty much thinking about Street Fighter and Dungeons and Dragons. So it might be time for a little bit of a perspective switch. We <laughs> really break. need to make these, <laughs> so. these baseball cards. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. the action no. shot where it's just like... <laughs> You got like a big gulp in the peripheral and just beads of sweat on your forehead. Well, no, this will be good though. If he takes a break, it'll give me time to get him laminated. Right, and, you right, know, kind of catch. I got to catch up. Right? Go to tops and pitch for some licensing. Exactly, work to be done. Exactly. So, no, that's rad. So, uh, speaking of gaming con though, yeah, um, it was. I don't know when we released seventh and eighth. Yeah, the seventh and eighth of July. Yeah. Okay. No, sixth and seventh. Sixth and seventh, right? Because today's the eighth. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. Uh, Solid Gaming Con. Um, you went. Lucas went. Yeah. How was it? I really enjoyed it. I didn't make it out to any of the panels, but I did walk by and peek my head in the panel rooms. They were packed, which I thought was really cool because the Gaming Con last year, a lot of the panels were empty. Um, so I think like the panel planning was done really well. Um, shout out to Corey and Tui for doing that. I think they put together some really interesting stuff. Cool. Um, and you know, it was just like, and that's hard as a panelist. Yeah. Like I mean. For me, because I don't, I have zero problems with public speaking, right? Unless it's like to a room that's supposed yeah. to hold fifty or a hundred people, and there's ten, and there's ten, then it's like, oh, this is a little too intimate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and especially because so, like they're scattered throughout the room, and you just kind of, how about we all just like pull up some chairs? Let's let's form a half circle, right? I think overall, like, I was really pleased with how the event is. And I, I don't want to compare it to other conventions in here, but I feel like the vibe was better, too. Like, the energy was, like, fun. Like, the other one, the energy's a little bit... The other ones I've been to in Utah, the energy's a little bit, like, neurotic, almost. Like, it's panicked, it's busy, it's hectic. This one was, like, people were there to take it in and have a good time. And I really liked that. The open gaming area was amazing. I mean, they had they had PCs, they had people playing Fortnite, they had people playing League of Legends, they had people playing um, Overwatch. Um, Cameron Gould played in a Hearthstone tournament and went two and two. He oh, didn't nice. even plan on it, but he was just like, oh, there's a Hearthstone tournament? I've got my phone, I'll play. And he actually did pretty well. So there was some really, like, it was a very open and inviting con, which I thought was really fun. Um, well, I know Fortnite um, competitions are starting to get huge. huge yeah. Like, so I know when they announced that, that was probably a... A big deal yeah and you know the got a lot of the guys that did the so there was there was a two-tier thing so the tournaments were run by a group called utah ice uh no not the bad ice the good ice <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <laughs> and they're but like and uh when you sign up for the tournament we need to know your uh <laughs> please bring your papers yeah bring your papers <laughs> um, we need to know your residency status it, it stands for no big U- deal utah intercollegiate esports and so they their their goal is to build a really awesome esports scene in colleges, right? Get sponsorship money, get all that building in. Because really, if you want to build like a professional setting, you have to have some kind of a pipeline to get in good players. And right now, the state of it is just like random dudes like me happen to work at it and get good and then maybe get sponsored and move into it. Right. Um, Which seems like the harder path. Yeah. And I think, I mean, if you want to get really good, solid play, you need to have like a union and rules and wastes for people to follow along and so they're 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 working on building that which i think is really neat um but then they also did so they did like invitationals where it was like byu versus u of u uvu versus usu that type of stuff which is really cool and then they also had the open entry tournaments where they hosted like street fighter tekken smash um dragon ball fighter z which is the most emotionally stressful game to watch that game is exhausting it fucking exhausting 
Um, not saying it's bad. It's just there is so much happening on the screen to follow it. It looks is mentally hectic. draining. Yeah. Like we we, had, we it was before Street Fighter at CEO, and so we were sitting there watching it, and I like I felt like I had run a marathon after watching those finals because it was two and a half hours of just fucking chaos. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so they ran it and they did a really really good job. A lot of them it was their first year running something this big. And I feel like there were minimal problems. Everything kind of just floated along. All of the grand finals and top eights were on like a stage with a nice big screen behind it. Um, it was it was really well put together. That's cool. I'm glad it it sounds like it's definitely growing a lot too. So yeah. that's that's good. Um, yeah. So I, I I'm stoked they did it the way they did. Um, and they had a lot of great guests too. Like yeah, uh, the God of I War know voices. Yeah, and like Lucas was super stoked to meet the voice of Mario. Yep. Um, he got. I thought it was pretty cool. He got his uh, Super Mario three. Uh, nintendo like nes cartridge signed by him oh i didn't know that that's super yeah, cool like, yeah it was that and he got something else like wasn't it like a mario figure or something probably yeah signed. i believe that's like his amiibo or it was something that's figure cool. in the the cartridge yeah see i super feel like mario 3 i feel like the way and they could have handled guests and photo op the same way as some other cons have done it but i felt like it seemed like i didn't see a lot of like unrest like everyone was just happy to meet the people they wanted to meet um it was just a good con it was really fun and i think Especially like for someone that I go to a lot of conventions, like a fucking lot, gaming conventions, other conventions. And I think my favorite part for me was like, I didn't have to engage with what I didn't want to engage with. So like if I wanted to go shopping, I could just go wander around freely, look at stuff. I bought some art. I've got some super cool Bioshock art. I bought a titanium D20 that's like perfectly balanced. That was pretty cool. But then like if I just wanted to hang out in the gaming area and just like play casual sets of Street Fighter or Hearthstone or just watch matches, like there was plenty of space to do that. So it was really like... I, I, it's, it's been a long time since I felt like I could do whatever I wanted to do. And there weren't like a hundred thousand people inhibiting me doing that. And so, and then, and then therein lies the catch 22, right? Cause you right. want it to continue to grow, to be successful. So right. it continues on. And plus like the people putting it on and organizing this, you know, they deserve, if they're putting this much work into it, they deserve, and it's a return. That good, they deserve a return on that and to, to find that success. But as it grows, like it may not like the gaming area might be more crowded. The sure. the the viewing area might be more, or the spectator area yeah, might be yeah. more crowded. And, and but I think that there's room for them because they were they were at a smaller convention center, so I think there's right. room for them to have that growth. And I think if they still stick to the same layout and kind of run it the same way, I still think it'll be okay. Um, and I also feel like this is like kind of like a golden period for any convention. That's like yeah. that for one is um, it appears to be being more successful year over year. Yep. But if you're in on the ground floor now, you really get to take advantage of the slightly smaller crowds. Yep. Um, and kind of the more laid back environment and getting to take in everything that the yep. con has to offer, as opposed to some of the bigger conventions where you might feel a little rushed, like if you want to catch panels yep. or, you know, everything kind of starts overlapping itself because they got to provide enough entertainment and things to do for everybody that's showing up. Yeah. So it's kind of cool that, you know, like I said, this, I feel like this is kind of like the golden period for a con that looks to be heading up. Yeah. And from a, comp a competitive gaming standpoint, because like for me, like I, I watch the U of U football, right? But I'm not a football fan. I'm, I actually like watching soccer, but like I don't have the energy or the mindset to keep up with like the World Cup, that type of stuff. And so like for me, like this is my passion. So it's, I think it's really cool too. Like at the Street Fighter tournament yesterday, like there's a core group of 15 of us that play together every week. We went to CEO together. We're going to Evo together. Like that's what we do. But there was, 45 people we had never seen play the game before and that gave us a really good chance to sit and talk to those folk and be like hey if you if if like yeah you just got wrecked i'm sorry that was hard to see if you actually want to learn this game 
like these, all these people here will talk to you and evangelize with you and help you get better. And like even just standing and watching like Tekken, for example, with some of my friends are playing it. And I was just kind of nodding along, enjoying it. I had random people walk up to me because they had seen me playing Street Fighter and be like, hey, tell me about this game. And like that type of interaction is super cool because one of the weaknesses Utah has specifically is like a competitive scene. Like if you look at Cal like Southern California, right? They have 100 to 200 people that are good at fighting games that meet every Wednesday and play. And so, of course, when you go to these big tournaments, a lot of the SoCal players are sponsored and hella good because they're getting that high-level practice, right? Right. New York, same thing. Um, Florida, same thing. Here, it's not like that. And so I think I love seeing cons like this growing, and I hope they keep building it and building it. And if, if it is standing room only in the competitive areas, but there are people that are willing to talk to each other about this and learn it, want to get into it and get excited – like, I'm all for it. Oh, yeah. And that's definitely not a bad thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's, it's just going to change the experience, right? Yep, definitely. And, so. and, and if you want like a chill experience, now is the time to get it. And even that being said, yesterday, the place was pretty packed. Like I almost didn't find parking. Yeah. And then like if you looked like the competitive gaming area was a little loose because it was just people playing in the competitions. But all the chairs during like the finals were full. That's cool. And if you look out to the vendor booth, there was a... Uh, it's a game exchange is the company and they had like a hundred pinball machines and a whole bunch of arcade cabs that were just free play. Oh, that's so right. that area was packed. Oh, like, I bet. Cause you just go hang out and play pinball. Like how fucking cool was that? Like, yeah. It was. And also on the vendor note, all of the vendors actually felt like they belonged, which I thought was I so I was going to ask you about cool. that. There, there was, wasn't a bunch of taser dealers. No taser dealers, <laughs> no Walmart booth, no fucking, not 3000 sword vendors. Xfinity. No Xfinity. Um, which I mean, all the terms I've been to Geico has been there cause they're, Geico gaming is a thing. But anyway, um, no, there was like artists and then tons of D&D swag, really cool dice boxes and dice bags and all these different dice variations. It was just cool. Like it was, it was, it was good. I had a really, like for the short time I was able to be there and you know, it was a really good time. So I'm glad I was able to make it out. Right on dude. Yeah. Support the, uh, support your local cons that deserve to be supported. Right. And, and I think that's important. And I think something that people need to take it because there's a lot of this energy and it's something even I do, right? You see something becoming successful or somebody doing something that you think you're more passionate about than them and you get kind of salty about it. And I think like a rising tide raises all ships or however the fuck you say it, right? Like if you see this cool thing and you want to be a part of it, go become a part of it. Don't wait for them to ask you. Step up and go out there and say, hey, I want to be a part of this. I know a lot about this, this, and this. Can I help? Can mm -hmm. I be here? Or just go attend and support it because even if you're not put on a pedestal as some superhero main centered public figure nonsense or whatever, at least you're getting to do what you love with people you care about and that'll help grow it and it'll just become more cool. Yeah. Well, and I mean, network and ask around on like how to approach sure. these things, because yep. I think that's one of the thing is things is, uh, you know, not to like delve into the stereotypes, but I know like social interactions on a certain level might be a little bit sure like hectic for some people. And so to approach somebody who is in charge of something like this or, right. you know, and put your best foot forward to say, hey, introduce yourself and I would like to be involved. Here's kind of my specialty or area of knowledge. You know, right. I, 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 as someone in like a professional setting, I get how that can be hectic. Sure. I mean, absolutely. Put your, don't just be salty that someone didn't just happen across you and ask. You know, exactly. put, your, put your foot forward and ask to be involved. Because I promise you, especially a growing con like this, they probably want, like, they're probably looking for people, yeah. you know, and maybe they couldn't, use, maybe they can't use you this year or next, sure. you know, but, you know, just put it out there. Plus, mm -hmm. like, to be involved is super, super fun. Yep. And, and, and to add to that, like, 
if you want to make friends and have a positive experience, go out there and be positive about it. Yeah. Because like I, I truly believe that you are you are what you set out to be, right? So if you go to a con expecting to be salty about the way it's put together, guess what? You're gonna hate it. Yeah. But if you go there going, hey, I want to make a positive impact on the people I meet and what's going on, you're gonna have fun. And like yeah. and well, by think, looking at it that way, you'll just I think it'll go better for you. And yeah. It'll help build a community in a positive way versus just bring down a community and then the people won't want you around. Well, I think the gaming con has a I, I think they've definitely got like a tally in the positive mark because you look at like other conventions around here that are not as focused on a single thing. You know, yeah. it's just general nerd stuff. Right. So right. everything from gaming to movies to television, whatever the gaming gaming con seems to me that video gaming uh, especially like with Street Fighter and stuff, is such a social mm -hmm. aspect, and it's Absolutely. such like a togetherness thing. You mm -hmm. know, no one's playing D and D by themselves, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not. Yeah. So I, everything about Gaming Con to me is just screams like community. Yep. You know, you, your group of friends that play D and D uh, will have a good time there. Your group of friends that get together every week and play Street Fighter are gonna have we'll a have good fun. time yep. there. You know, even if you're into like God of War, the single player games there's still communities out there that they want to talk about it. They want to talk about, yep. you know, tips and tricks and everything. So I think that it's kind of uniquely positioned to really capitalize on like the togetherness of it as yeah. opposed to the dick swinging of I'm a bigger Star Wars fan than you. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think, you know, there's always that dick swinging in communities. But again, like, so I'll bring it to the, the case of furries, right? Like cosplay karaoke was awesome. And it was like a blend of like furries and cosplay and, Everybody was just getting along. <laughs> it, sounded, it sounded like PJ was frantically trying to find yeah, like all the anime was, requests was. that <laughs> he was being asked for. But again, it was it was super fun and super cool. Like there was just I didn't I don't think I saw a single person there who was trying to be like bigger than they are or like front that they were some kind of celebrity. Everybody was just there to have a fucking good time, and it was rad. And if if they want my feedback, they need to have an after party. There needs to be a bar. <laughs> and it will be the best con in Utah. Like straight up, like the cons that I remember the most are the ones that have dope after parties. I think if they were to add that, have like some cool like nerdcore shows. Hell yeah. <sighs> anyway, so ready? yeah, gaming con is cool as hell. Um, let's talk about Luke Cage. Oh yeah, we'll go for. It. I haven't watched it. I'm still back on uh, needing to start um, Iron Fist. <laughs> <Okay>. So <laughs> so. Do you want to start? I'm angry. Like, I have a lot of, like, anger towards Luke Cage right now. Like, the character and, like, some of the story stuff that happened. Like, I'm fr so, I, I think, like, when they brought Danny Rand back in, I thought they were finally, like, doing some cool shit with them together. I'm like, hell yes. And then he just fucking vanishes, and they don't do anything with it. And that I made mean, me annoyed as hell. I was expecting that. You know, it was just kind of, he was a good... I think they're trying to build up the relationship and you can't do that. And they don't want to combine the series sure. because they are trying to do, you know, an iron fist. Season but, like, two. but don't you think they should combine the series? Eventually? I think we will get there. I think we're seeing that. And that's why I think I'm less upset mm. about the whole season is I know that Luke needs to have this fall that's about to happen okay. in the next season in order for him to get back to the roots. Like I get the frustration. Right. It's just like, I know that's and, part of Luke Cage's story. And don't, don't take my frustration with dislike. Cause I actually enjoyed season oh, no, two a great. lot. I just, the ending didn't sit with me. Yeah. Like it, 
every note made me angry and upset. Like, because, so spoiler alert, what happened? Okay, oh, so Luke, I'll forget by the time. Okay, I so spoiler alert, Luke uh, Mariah dies. I don't know who that is. She is the main villain. She's she killed Cottonmouth in season yeah. one. Oh, okay. The beats him death of the okay. mic stand. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So she is. She dies. She gets killed by her daughter. Mm-hmm. Which I that was actually really cool. The kiss of death thing was neat. The favorite part of that is at the very end of the series, she has like the two puffs. Yeah, and that's how Black Mariah is drawn in the comic books. That's her hairstyle. Cool. So I think she's going to be stepping into that role very so, prominently. Like I, 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 I actually really enjoyed the evolution of her daughter's character yeah. becoming a Johnson. Like I yeah. thought that was really cool. Um, so she dies, and before she dies, she doesn't know she's going to die, but like basically her daughter tells her to fuck off, and so she writes her will from prison. Because she's got tons of money, so she's using that juice to manipulate the prison system, right? It's kind of Wilson Fisky. Um, and she gives Harlem's Paradise to Luke Cage. Which is the nightclub. The nightclub where mm-hmm. all the crime runs through in Harlem. And the thing that pisses me off is, like, I get what they were trying to do when he was like, they were like, do you want it? And he was like, nah. Burn it to the ground. But then he takes it, and he's, like, basically, like, he's, he's like a crime boss, essentially, because he's the good guy, but he's m- regulating crime with the other gang heads to keep Harlem at peace. Because when Mariah got put in jail and pulled out of it, Harlem was it's put like into like vacuum, chaos. You know, yeah. A power power vacuum. vacuum. So it's, I can't fight it and stop it. So instead I'm going to try to control. He kind of yeah. has stopped it in the sense that like Harlem's off limits and is now like Harlem is pops for like outside of Harlem. Yep. Harlem's paradise is now like, all the gang leaders are welcome there as long as they respect that you don't do anything in Harlem, which I think is going to have effects as we go into the other series. Right. Because, you know, who's going to feel that harder than Hell's Danny's area, Hell's Kitchen, Jessica's area? Because they're pushing all the crime. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's going to pick up in other areas. And, and, and the, the way he does it, I thought was cool. Like when he marches into, like, she's, does she run the Italians? Is that or she, Yeah, she's yeah. When he runs Italians. in and literally like he doesn't like nice fight with her goons. He breaks a bone on every single person he fights with one touch. Oh, sweet. And just like cripples half her crew and walks and is like, I think we need to sort this out. So I thought that was really good. Um, yeah, I'm stoked for the next season. So do you think, uh, how long, like, do you think eventually where this is headed that they'll stop Iron Fist and then they'll stop Luke Cage and maybe just do like change him into a heroes for hire? I think that's what we're building towards. You know, the first season we saw Luke trying to do things kind of from the shadows, working with the police street level. Um, he's now evolved into, you know, he's trying to find his role. So now he's like, if I can't stop the crime, I can control it. And I think, you know, the next season we're going to find him back at he takes a big fall and realizes, like, I need to do this on a street level with other people. And we're going to mm-hmm. get that heroes for hire. He's going to find the balance finally. That'll be cool. I yeah. did. I did really enjoy too watching him deal with like his dad and his anger. I thought Absolutely. that was really cool because they don't address that in the first season. Right. And at some point, like he's got to handle it. So I thought that was neat. Um, How do you feel about D-Dub? The T-shirt salesman kid. Oh, I love that guy. I don't, he was the moral compass for this season for yeah. sure. Um, I don't. I mean, I really I loved the Jamaican dude. Dude, he yeah, was my favorite. Bushmaster was Bushmaster awesome. Was so they crushed the villain. That was kind of my big issue with the first season is there wasn't like a clearly defined villain. You know, you had Cottonmouth, and then you had Mariah, and right. you had uh, his brother, and. 
Yeah, and I think to me, like, I almost feel like, like, I don't think Bush, like, I guess he was kind of a villain, but to me, he almost seemed like, like, they kept saying it, he's the polar opposite of Luke, he, he was Luke Cage, just from a different perspective, right? Yeah, I mean, I say villain in the context of Luke as the protagonist of the show, right? He's the antagonist, but he wasn't a bad guy, he's trying to achieve pretty much the same thing, you yep. know, he felt he was wrong, and he was trying to make it right, in his tactics... Yeah agree or disagree you know <laughs> right like, he was a great character i felt it kind of built off the black panther in that sense yeah you know it's not you're not necessarily wrong it's just the way you're going about it yep. could be better and oh man there was a lot of uh when it was his his uncle that owned Gwen's. yeah his wife that that was hard that was yeah. hard to watch that was really hard i didn't i didn't think they would actually show that and when they did i was like oh my god Anyway, cool. So yeah, I think season two is really good. It just it made me upset, which so, is probably means it's good. So what's up next, Jessica Jones? Is there a season three of Jessica Jones coming? There will soon? be. I think we're getting Daredevil season three. Oh, is that next? Yeah. See, that's like the big one. Why I need to catch up because just hearing after what happened in the Defenders and everything, of, I mean, they have to be heading towards the, um, what's what's it called? That storyline where Fisk just breaks him mentally yeah i'm curious to see what happens i was kind of thinking uh now i can't think of the name fear fear itself or no it's no. uh where he kind of takes over oh the hand the hand yeah yeah they could be doing that uh like a no man's land situation i just so badly want them to do the one where, where like nuke comes in at the end That'd be rad, but I don't know. Maybe they won't do it. Yeah, I, I'm not seeing what comes up next. Uh, Iron Fist is TBA 2018, so we're supposed to get an Iron Fist this year. So maybe that's the next one we get oh, as a new Yeah, Iron Fist. I was going to say, because they've only had one season. Yeah, so Iron Fist Season 2 is probably the next one we'll get, which, again, I feel like Danny Rand and Luke Cage, the two episodes he's in, he was so much better than he was the entire season of Iron Fist. And I feel like... Even like the fighting, his fighting was his, his like his choreography. Because well, he probably has had time to like yeah. prepare. Because didn't they rush Iron Fist? Yeah. Well, and that's kudos to Netflix. I feel like they're yeah. actually listening to their audience and with Luke it. Cage. I love the first season, but like it was real pace wise up and down. Mm -hmm. And this season felt much more smooth. I think yeah. there was one episode where I was like, maybe we didn't need 50 minutes of this. I think right. it was like episode six or seven. What There's happens? just one where it just like, it just kind of dragged. Uh, like I was watching it and I just kind of fatigued out, but then I moved on to the next one and I, I was right back. I, I, I think I can't think of the episode because there was one or two episodes that I actually fell asleep in yeah. and I woke up and like at the end of the episode and I like went to the next episode and it started and like, honestly, I don't think I missed anything. So yeah. I'm just going to keep going. So I'm with it's, you there. But um, it felt way better paced yeah, throughout I, the whole season and just not as a... I think there's too much going on in the first season with all the power struggles between Agreed. Cottonmouth, Mariah, his brother, himself. Yep. Um, and I kind of like how Claire was just removed from it. They kind of took out the whole love aspect, Yep. which is important, but gets very repetitive. Well, and, and I think for her character, if she would have stuck around based on events, it yeah. wouldn't it wouldn't have made sense for her character. Like she was like, no, nah, I'm not putting up with this shit. And I loved that she just held strong. Yeah. Um. One other thing, I, another two scenes I really loved. 
I loved when Danny and Luke go to the warehouse together to get the nightshade. Mm-hmm. I mean, A, the fight scenes were awesome. B, the soundtrack underneath it was fucking oh, yeah. incredible. And then when they recreate that later in the season with Bushmaster and Luke Cage, oh, it's good. It's good shit. Yeah, but the Danny Rand stuff, like, I was into it. I was yep. like, here's Iron Fist, finally. Yep. You know? So, yeah, it was it was good. I, if you haven't watched it, like, I still think Luke Cage is one of my favorite of the Marvel Netflix series, if not my favorite. Um, I really like, so I don't, I don't know how you feel about that, but for me, like definitely, definitely top three, probably top two, maybe my favorite. Yeah. I, I mean, it's all over the place cause there's seasons, you know, right. like if I had to rank them daredevil season one. Yeah. Uh, Jessica Jones season two. And you, this is probably number three for me. Okay. All right. Yeah. Did you like, so you like Jessica Jones season two better than season one? I love yeah, you know what I did? Okay. Season one was all... I loved it for The Purple Man. Right. That's what I was watching. I didn't give a shit about Jessica Jones. <laughs> and I was pretty hesitant to watch season two because of that. Yeah. And it blew my mind. I think that might be why I like it so much is because my expectations were so low. And it and did it, so well. It did so well. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, uh, I guess we're done. So remember... Pizza, pizza is life, and we'll have a message from the Church of Pizza. And uh, if you're drinking beer, drink Bohemian. Yeah. Drink Ovaltine. Brothers and sisters, another message of uplifting and warmth from the Church of Pizza. Look around yourself for those that may be in need, those that are sad, those that feel unwelcome, those that feel excluded, and offer them the gift of pizza. Now, I'm not saying evangelize. Do not worry about bringing them to the fold. Simply offer them food, offer them sustenance, offer them help, because you never know what giving another person the warmth of pizza could do. This episode has been brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at 94 East Fort Union Boulevard in Midvale, Utah. Please make sure to like and rate us on iTunes.